I saw in my Father's Day gift. I saw chapter chapter four, John Wick. Oh, you finally seen I it! I finally got to see it. I finally got oh, to see man. it. Oh man! So uh, thoughts? It is uh, so much better than I thought it was going to be, and I yeah. I, my my big concern, my big concern was, you know, they're making this whole cinematic universe around it, and they've mm-hmm. got a spin-off announced, they've got the Continental coming, and I was just really afraid it was going to be like a superhero thing where one more time we ended up with this like open-ended crap ending that didn't really resolve anything. And while I am very aware that that ending doesn't really count for much just because of what yeah. has been said on Twitter and what has been yeah. greenlit. Um, if you were a person who stepped in and watched John Wick 1 to John Wick 4, you would have a complete story. And I mm-hmm. I truly thank them for that. Because it's my biggest problem with superhero movies. We've talked about it a bunch. Nothing mm-hmm. ever ends. Nothing ever resolves. Nobody ever gets the happy ending. Nobody ever gets the sad ending. Nobody ever gets an ending. This right. one actually had an ending that was substantial, that was wonderful, it was magical. Uh, I was amazed that the two hours and 46 minute runtime didn't bother me as much as mm-hmm. I thought it was going to. The action was really great. They still managed it. And I actually, I'm going to say it. I think this one was better than three and possibly better than two. Wow. Yeah, let let me... Okay, so Parabellum had just... It was just chock full of action, but the Mm -hmm. story itself didn't... It didn't really tell much more story. You know what I mean? Like, you really look at three, it didn't tell that much more story. Two was awesome. I absolutely loved two. Mm-hmm. But two was also open ended and didn't really finish anything. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. This one managed to tell a really cool. A Donnie Yen story was really cool. All the side yes. stories were really cool. They all had good wrap ups. John Wick's story in this was cool. They managed to tell like very personal stories with all this insane action going on. So I, I really, really, really enjoyed that. I will say anybody out there who has not is not happy with where the action was going from the first one, it doesn't get better for you. It's just <laughs> it just gets crazier and more insane. But uh, but I, I really like this one. I really like this one. Like start to finish, I was like, this is a ten for me. I just love that movie. And I like like the the subtle things that they do mm-hmm. for like that can potentially even expand the world. Like the guy, I forget what they called him, but the guy who was like the ref for the duel. If you notice, he was missing the harbinger. Yeah, yeah. he was missing, missing the same finger. finger. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So it's like, okay, so homeboy fucked up too. Right. What's his deal? Yeah. Um, it, it almost feels like he was like a John Wick, and that's what he had to do when he got back in. So John Wick would have eventually become a harbinger if he didn't side with yes. Winston. Like, I loved that. Yes, I love that little subtlety um, thrown in. And then, uh, so I guess if this makes it in for any port, yeah. uh, part of anything, I guess I'm going to spoilers possibly yeah. okay. on this. But um, I the only way that they can do this John Wick 5 that they might possibly do is if at the end when John Wick died, it was John Wick as the assassin and he right. found a way to officially get out. But then that poses a problem of 
his whole thing is getting out. Right. He finally found a way out. He got back in and got back out again successfully. He can't re-emerge and go back in again. Yeah, the John Wick 5 I'm very confused about, like what they're yeah. going to do with that. Uh, I, I, They definitely left the kind of whole, since we're still in spoiler territory, the kind of ambiguous his death. Uh, yeah. Like, he just kind of slumps over, and then you're at a gravestone. So, yeah. like, it's like you never really see him die. Winston could have had plenty of time to save him, and he's definitely survived worse than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like, he, he could be dead. I think that, like, John Wick 5 would be very confusing, uh, especially since... He, like, what do you do with the character? His, like you said, it wasn't right. even just his whole character was getting out. His whole character was, like, a rampage because of his wife slash dog. And, mm. But his wife is still dead. Right. He doesn't have a dog anymore. He doesn't have anything else to so fight like, for. So, like, yeah, what, what's the po- what would be the point at that uh, there? I will say that, like, um, the whole high table thing, I was expecting... Can I tell you where I thought the movie was going to end? Yeah. Before I ever went to it or or anything... I thought he was going to end up becoming, like, breaking the high table and sitting at the high table. Like, that's yeah. why I thought it was going to yeah. end. That would for me, I'm go. like, okay, that makes sense. Then you can get a chapter five. Uh, but, mm-hmm. like, that is not what happens at all, which no. really made the movie even better for me. But, uh, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, that, yeah, I don't know how five goes. I am very excited for Ballerina, and I'm extremely mm-hmm. excited, extremely excited Especially since, yeah, especially since I have Peacock. Like, I'm all in. Yeah, that's that's great. So, uh, but yeah, oh, I really yeah, liked I'm it. I'm glad you got to see it. And oh. yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I love Donnie Yen. I love the whole mm-hmm. doorbell scene. The doorbell scene was amazing. I don't want to go into that just in case we've already spoiled too much for other people. I really love the tracker. The tracker character is probably yeah. my favorite side character. Like, I was like all in on his stuff like make a movie about him too like i'm yeah. i'm there i'm there with his like whole- lever action rifle like and his dog that's indestructible like completely completely immune to cars and whatever <laughs> and then there was the whole uh the hotline miami scene oh yeah oh yeah yeah that they, they they did so much awesome shit with that mm-hmm. with that movie uh i i loved it i absolutely loved it Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. With me, oh well, whoa, man, did I just skipping right to the juicy bit? Just screwed this right up. My name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. <laughs> uh, you, dear listener, have li- chosen whatever reason to listen to a horrible, another horrible gaming podcast, as evident by this intro. Uh, I am not alone. Usually, I am never alone. With me is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. Thanks. Our uh, non-sequential vacations are over. 
Uh, right. <laughs> we are we are back to the podcast now. Uh, we are both uh, refreshed so that we can immediately underestimate the amount that we're positive by doing this show right here when we talk about Summer of Gaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least for me, anyway. Uh, but before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, we got to thank the people who made this sucker positive. Uh, number one. Make it positive. Behind our ugly mugs. This is great. This is so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, behind our uh, make it possible. That's I see. I didn't even get mm-hmm. what you were saying at first. That's how stupid I, I do am. that a lot. Like yeah. I'll say something and like a minute later, like wait, did I really just say that? Yeah, that's that did not. Uh, yeah, didn't work at all. All right. Behind our ugly mugs. Custom graphic provided by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. The theme song for this show and all shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by the man who makes music, my brother Nick Van Sides. We thank him for that. Special shout out to Philbilly330 for stepping in for Neil last week. Yes, thank you very much for that. that. It was a good show. I'm glad he was here. Uh, But we're back to the normal stuff, and we'll be right back with Fan Traction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is fan interaction. So we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. Now, I promised it. We're going back two weeks. And, Neil, I just want to point out, I remember to name the episode, Rabbits and Uncovered Wolverines. That. I uh, that. I couldn't help but parentheses it with the horrible arena returns. Just because <laughs> I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't make them go in cold. But, right. uh, but yeah, I got that in. Uh, and we only got we only got two comments, both from uh, uh, Jason. He says, "I vote for Neil's camera first and foremost." Uh, and then he actually did like a stars rating system. So I, first of all, I really appreciate Jason Jason's uh, thought and work and effort put into judging on this, especially since he was the only one to actually vote. But I just I really appreciate it. Because he actually used emotes to 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 do like to do like a one to five star system. Uh, so round one, Rock'em Sock'em Robots for Neil versus Mad Max Hot Wheels is what he called it, which was actually Gaslands for me. Uh, he actually gave Rock'em Sock'em Robots three and a half stars, and then he gave me two and a half stars. So that one goes to Neil. Uh, round two, of course, he gave Necromancer, which was mine. A three and a half stars, but he did give Neil's four and a half stars high pern. So Neil, you're definitely the horrible arena winner. Uh, but but round three and possibly the most important round to me, he gave Time Blaster three and a half stars, but he gave he gave Gumshoe two Flatfoot. He decided to <laughs> like to cap it uh, a four and a half stars. So. Uh, I won round three. But uh, thank you, Jason, so much for chiming in. We really appreciate that. Congratulations to Neil for winning it. I just want to say I would play all six of these games if they were made. Mm. Like, I feel like there are many times where we've played this game and I would want nothing to do with Neil's game. But Neil's games were really cool. They were right up my alley. So don't even mind losing uh, to those games. And I would play all six of these games without a doubt. Absolutely. All right, so let me just give me one second to switch over to the other episode from last week. We'll get into that. All right, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's go now for sure. Okay. All right, so first and foremost, we got William Hu. And before I read his comment, I do want to do a special plug. 
I was actually guest star on his podcast this last Friday, episode 12. I said a bunch of stuff about Neil, and I'm not going to say anything more than that because that might get Neil <laughs> to listen to it. Uh, so so go check that out. We talked about what features we'd like to see more in games slash less in games, and it was, a, it was a really cool show. It was a really fun show. I was really happy to be there. Finally got to podcast with Gru, his partner. So that was really cool. So please check that out. That's on his YouTube channel, William Hoon. William spelled how you think it, but Hoon spelled H-O-U-O-U-I-N. Uh, check that out, and uh, it's called Not the Fuck Podcast, and it was uh, it was really fun, and I really uh, was honored to be invited on and be on it. Uh, so his comment: Hi! Exclamation point! I used to play quite a few strategy games back in the day. Parentheses: Age of Empires, Fire Emblems, and the likes. And at some point, I just couldn't anymore. It's such a slug for me to play them now. The only strategy type games. I can still enjoy our CRPGs, like Beldor's Gate and the likes, but to be honest, I pretty much only play them for the story. Fun French facts return. Okay, this time it's about cat, parentheses, the animal. In French, cat is actually the word for the number four. It's actually quatre, which is Q-U-A-T-R-E, but nobody says the tray. Uh, at the end, we just pronounce cat to say four. Uh, he says cheers and then hashtag butter. Uh, <laughs> I actually, weirdly enough, uh, had an after school class and, uh, I learned how to count to 10 in French <laughs> in that after school class. Uh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, next next uh, topic was the only topic that got a little weird on the last show. Uh, not a little weird, just w- we got too close to politics. This one's probably going to get a little bit too close to politics. But uh, Jason says, I hate pride. Uh, and this is a guy who is openly gay. Uh, but I don't want to devolve into politics here because the alphabet mafia will go after me. Look, I don't hate pride or having pride in who you are. I respect any nationality, anything where you come. I I think sometimes, much like anything, uh, things can go too far, but I think everybody should have pride with who they are. I have no problems with a month celebrating who people are, especially uh, people who have been impoverished, or not impoverished, but you know what I mean, like beaten down or... uh, uh, um, I am failing vocabulary today on all levels, but like, like people who have been fundamentally uh, prejudiced against, abused, that sort of thing. Uh, so I, I, I understand all point of views on that topic, so I don't want to say anything more than that. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the thing about how how pride month is celebrated Mm -hmm. is you see all of these companies and corporations find it as a reason to just put out things to market and use it as a marketing thing. Right. And you, you see a lot of times on like Twitter accounts and official accounts and stuff. When June rolls around, everything gets painted with the rainbow. Right. But come July 1st, it's gone. Right. Like that's, 
it's it's a double standard. I, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's a complete double. It's like these companies just glom onto things. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's in right now, and I, you know, exactly. I have no place to speak. For, I, I am a hetero white dude. You know what I mean? Like I I I could never put myself in the position that anybody is in who should be celebrating that. But that being said, I would have to say if it feels disingenuous with the way these companies glom onto it and try and make money off of it. And I I would say that uh, outside looking in again, if I was in that position, I would be upset with them. But the other thing is, is it gets stuffed into every aspect of life. very roughly, you know, like, do I have a problem with like somebody wearing a, a, a pride shirt? No. Or a pride pin? No. D- do I have a problem with it being in every form of media and just crammed down your throat? A little bit, especially since it's not coming from the people who were abused or beaten or hurt by the things that, that, the things that pride is not celebrating, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not those people that are, it's these companies that are terrible people. Like, you know, like Activision, had, I'm sure is painted with pride. It, uh, that was the whole thing that Phil was talking about is Activision was doing all this pride stuff. And it's like, you guys are a company of rapists and horrible people. What right do you have to like, use something like that you know what i mean like mm. i think that that's that's the thing and i, I want to make sure i make it very clear i am for whatever you know what i mean like what life is too short and too hard not to you know make yourself happy as long as you're not hurting other people you know what i mean absolutely uh, it, it just is uh so man do what you got to do and celebrate what you got to celebrate i just these companies glomming onto this and doing that, it's just fucking terrible. It's absolutely terrible. All right, so let's get out of the politics. Um, next up, Jason again. My sister bought, <laughs> my sister in law bought T- Tears of the Kingdom with a $50 voucher thing. Okay, let's move on. I don't want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I talked about that a lot on Not the Fuck Podcast. Even more reason for Neil to go listen. Uh, fun fact, he continues, I've never played StarCraft, and I still know next to nothing about it. It's it's real-time strategy uh, at its core. Like, it's it's one of the biggest real-time strategy games in the, in the world. I think that... Like, it's one of the classics, right? Like, it brought real-time strategy into the forefront, and I would even mm-hmm. say it had a huge hand in starting Major League Gaming. I think that, uh, uh, yeah... I mean, it's still, uh, I can't play it. I'm not fast enough to play that shit, man. I just, I'm just not, you know what I mean? If my strategies have to be firmly (laughs) turn-based. Yeah, um, something like that. I don't know if I'd be able to play it strictly because I also know how I am. And in a game like that, if I would start, like, notice the tide turning against me, I would probably just give up because I'm a very rational individual. And if I see there is no light at the end of the tunnel, I would just give up. So I would spend a majority of my time not having fun if I was losing. Yeah. Because there's some games if you lose, it's fine. It's whatever. You just go on to the next match Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, wow, that sucks. But, like, 
in a game like that, sometimes you may notice the loss or like realize that you're headed down that path early. Mm -hmm. And then you're left with that. Well, do I just let this happen and run its course? Or do you be that D bag who just rage quits, which I personally cannot stand rage quitting or rage quitters. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't stand it either. And it's very rage-inducing game. It's a very yeah. rage-inducing game. Um, Master of Magic is the best. Is best game. Is the next thing Jason says. I think he may be referring to Hogwarts here because we did talk about it a little bit. Maybe I might be mistaken, Jason. If I'm misrepresenting that uh, comment, just comment on this one and I'll get it right. Uh, he then continues. I'm a shameless save scummer. On any game it's allowed in. I mean, fair enough. Look, here's the thing. I, somewhere, and I've talked about this before, somewhere along the road in gaming history, it became this thing where, like, if you're not playing on the hardest difficulty or the hardest game, you're not, like, a true gamer. Uh, That's the dumbest fucking thing ever. Games are for Uh, fun, you know? It was about the time that Dark Souls rolled around. Yeah. Yeah, because it's was seen as a badge of honor, and if you are doing anything to cheat that, it's um, it's the uh, as my friend uh, has put it before the get gooders. Um, oh, I, I I'm not guys. a fan of the get gooders, get gooders and tryhards. Yeah, <laughs> like obviously you want to play a game, but like if you're like barking orders to people or like something along those lines. Like, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I will play a game on a harder difficulty for a challenge should I deem it necessary. Yeah. But the idea of, like, oh, well, why would, you know, why would somebody implement an easy mode or something like that? It's accessibility. Well, sure, okay, let's say the game's, quote, unquote, not made for you. But there are people who want to experience that because we hear, I mean, we've talked about this before. We treat Mm -hmm. games as a media, as an art form. It's straight up just like somebody standing in front of a box office when you want to go watch a movie and them just say, no, you're not going to understand it. Don't watch it. You're not going to understand it. Or like, you know, you can't comprehend what the story is. You should probably just not like that's very the the comparison. Exactly. It's it's very gatekeepy. I don't like the idea. I mean, I look. I don't think it's not a badge of honor to play an extremely hard game and beat it. All more power to you. Props to you. I'm not going to take anything away from you, but I don't think it takes anything away from you to have somebody else out there save scumming or somebody somebody else out there putting exactly. it on easy to see the store. I don't. I don't think it takes anything away from that badge of honor. So shut the fuck up. You know, like let a person like. All of this is recreation. That's what it is. Right. Somewhere along the line, somebody, a lot of these gamers forgot about that. This is recreation. Like, even if you're doing it as a job, the art form media itself was made for recreation, for enjoyment, mm-hmm. for entertainment. Let somebody take the entertainment from it in their own way. You know, and and especially nowadays, like it's not we don't it's not like an age where we don't have the technology to do it. Like, make all games accessible to everybody. You know what I mean? Whether they're good at games or not good at games, you know. And you know, and that's something else. You know, when we talk about accessibility, there's accessibility options. Those are okay because nobody's saying, well, you know, 
you're blind, you can't play games. Right. You know, you're right. colorblind, you're hard of hearing, something like that. Right. Nobody's saying that, but the second there's an easy mode right. introduced in a game, well, oh my god, end of the world. You know, th right. that those two things don't square up with me. No, and humanity's a spectrum, man. I, you mm -hmm. could be a completely undisabled person and just not be as quick with your fingers as you exactly. are with your brain, and you're not going to be good at those games. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, it's just silly to 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 do that shit. Um, okay, so continuing, uh, Jason then continues. Exploit is the one you couldn't pull from your brain. Exploit, explore, expand, exterminate. That's when I was defining the four uh, X. Uh, yeah. I forgot Glad the you looked that up because when you guys were talking about 4X, I'm like, what in the absolute shit? I can't believe you haven't heard it either. I've heard this mm -mm. term a lot lately, like that, like especially on IGN, they just keep talk, talking about that. That's actually where I heard it first, was IGN would always talk about the new 4X game coming out. And I never knew what 4X meant, and then I just figured out that like 4X equated to those kind of like civilization-type games, and then that's when I was like, okay, 4X. I didn't know it was that until, funny enough, I was on William Holman's podcast on the 12th, uh, 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 this last one, and his first his first talking point is always, what are you playing? And I've been playing a ton of Age of Wonders, and I said it's a 4X game, and somebody asked me for a definition of that there, too, and I kind of defined what it was not knowing. I always thought 4X was like, like the... Like, the magnification, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the amount of stuff that you were dealing with. So I always thought, like, 4X was, like, 4,000, you know, something like that. But, no, it's X, E-X, 4X, exploit, exploit. So that was kind of cool. Um, Jason then continues. I used to play a lot of strategy games, but the only ones I've played recently I can think of are Wasteland 3 and the Shadowrun Trilogy. Uh, both extremely good. Wasteland 3, extremely good. Just too much of a time sink. We actually talked a lot about Wasteland 3 on this show. Uh, and uh, it was great game. Great game. I just could never, like... My biggest problem with strategy games is they just eat your time. Mm -hmm. We talked about that a lot, but they just eat it. Um, Jason, most games I buy are 20 to $30, either on sale or that's just their base price. $1 is a... F is a fascist exaggeration, was a fascist exaggeration, a, f a fictitious exaggeration. <laughs> and then he said, and then I pay $85 for Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. I mean, and you're getting, you're getting a lot out of that, I'm sure, because that game is really good. Massive. I definitely have some problems with it now that I've played it for a while, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am a big, big big anti unskippable unplayable cutscenes guy like i like if even if your game's narrative like i want to play in it i want to interact with it i want to be even moving my guy around like i i really hate the like okay now you're going to watch a 4 minute cutscene sort of situation mm. um and hogwarts has a lot of that a mega ton of that even especially in the beginning of the game the tutorial is like 50% cutscene um, and it's a lot. Uh, so especially those, those are even more glaring when you're playing it for the second time and you're trying to get through it and like the skip button only skips like about 30 seconds of it <laughs> and you're like, oh my uh, God, yeah. I just want to get to the sorting hat. Um, 
There, there's a couple other little things that I have problems with. But overall, that game is a really good AAA game, which is just not a thing anymore. Uh, and then finally, Jason, one more time. Cage should really be both killer and survivor. He'd be perfect for that concept, being both the survivor and the killer of the DLC. I have, I, I'm completely in agreement. You were the one who first said that in our Discord, Jason, and I globbed onto it and been saying it since um, because I don't, I don't like to play Survivor in Dead by Daylight, so I'm not really going to get to enjoy Nicolas Cage. I'm going to have to just kill Nicolas Cage, which will, I'm sure will be fun to hear him scream when I put him on a hook, but uh. <laughs> it will be, because I'm sure it will be as overacted as Nicolas Cage ever does, ever. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it for fan traction. Anything else you want to add to all of that? Uh, yeah, actually, um, a couple separate things. Sure. Um, one, uh, thank you again, Phil, for filling in. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed my uh, ocean time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thank you for thank you for filling in while I was gone. Um, also, I really liked that whole idea of the podcast you guys did. It's like, here's just a genre and we'll break it down. Because yeah. like, I know there's some people who may listen to this casually who like have an idea of some certain genres, but they don't know like what things are, what they mean. Uh, really good idea. Um, also, also, it's funny you brought up all the shenanigans with Street Fighter Six because uh, <laughs> one of the things that I actually had, because I was still collecting news stories, but sure. at this point, like, everything's freaking ancient. Um, but Street Fighter Six, uh, two days before launch, also got Denuvo on PS5, uh, not PS5, on PC. Um, so if you are unfamiliar with Denuvo and what it does, it's a DRM for uh pc games and it is notorious for fucking shit up and breaking the game nice and sure enough denuvo is ruining matchmaking online for pc nice. players uh and of course it was not available and not implemented at the time that reviews were going out so uh it's is a situation to where everybody knows like it's just another thing that wasn't present in the review because everybody knows that they hate it. And if it was there in the reviews, it would have affected the video. Again, no reviews should come out before the game is fully released. None of them. They should not exist before we've talked, we've talked about this. There shouldn't be pre-orders. Number one. And number two, we shouldn't get reviews until like two or three days after the game has come out and the reviewers have a chance to look at it. Uh, it's just another, corrupt check and balance from the gaming industry to make you feel comfortable with purchasing a game that you can't get a refund from even though you know <laughs> even though it's not good you know what i mean uh, i do yeah. want to talk about the genre thing you said i think we'll probably do a couple of shows like that in the future i thought that worked mm -hmm. really well uh phil was all for it but personally i just did it because i knew phil was going to be on the show he loves strategy and i was trying to think of something fun to to talk about. I know that was actually, when we recorded, that was actually the day of the Xbox show that we're probably going to end up talking about today. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, that was a really fun show. I think you and I will do some of those in the future without a doubt, especially with our new formatting. Um, that being said, today, it's not going to be that. Instead, 
We are going to recap basically E3. I mean, that's what E3's become. Is this the not E3 E3, which that's weirdly enough is what everyone's calling it. I mean, that's what it is. It is. It's been that for the last three years now. I mean, it's very obvious. Now happens at the exact same time as E3 would happen. IGN runs the whole goddamn thing into the ground with Jeff Keighley and his fuckfest. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, so we're going to recap it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to skip the news because there's just... All of our news would have revolved around this. We're just going to go into this. We're going to talk about uh, probably not all of it because there's a lot of stuff. Absolutely yeah, a lot of stuff. There's no uh, way we're talking about all of it. I think it's going to be the heavy, the main heavy things. Yes. We'll and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm going to try and keep some of my stuff positive on this one because it was a couple of things that I was really happy about. But only like two uh, I actually found. Well... We'll get into it when we get to the talking mode. But that's what we're about yeah. to talk about. Well, like I said, we're going to skip news. We're just going to spend the whole time talking about this and just all the games that came out there and whatnot. I uh, hope you guys are down for that. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our talking point today. And we're kind of back to the headlines a little bit. I'm going to try not to go crazy about it. Uh, we're talking about Summer Games Fest, the basically what E3 is now. Uh, yeah. IGN, Keeley, they get together and bombard us with trailers that don't exist. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, I, where do you want to start, Neil? I mean, I think probably we should start on the big one, which is uh, the Starfield. Uh, yeah, that's probably the easiest place to start. Okay. Um, because I feel like too, like especially with the uh, with the actual like first day of the summer gaming was just like a smattering of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I think the most notable, and I think the one that everybody was really looking for. Um, I I think it's kind of dumb that they saved it as their and one more thing, <laughs> because <they really> like <coughs> Microsoft presented it as such. Yeah. Uh, even though we knew that's what show. was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I feel like we did need that full direct for Starfield, that mm. full thing, because they've been so silent on everything. I mean, even still, they gave us a lot of corporate speak for it. But at the end of the day, like, if I were to condense the Starfield show down, I would say this. If there was not everything that's gone on with Redfall <laughs> and everything else that's been going on with Microsoft, I would be super hyped for this mm. because Starfield really seems like it checks a lot of boxes for what I'm looking for and what I was expecting from the game. But I'm to the point now that I cannot trust Microsoft <laughs> slash Bethesda. Well, yeah, or Bethesda. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's get into Starfield. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I'm going to disagree with you on only one point that you made. Most of everything you said, I'm going to echo. But I don't think they need directs like this. I think directs like this serve to overhype the populace to get your money before you've ever per- seen the game in the wild or purchased it. I think this is this is part of the problem with CD Projekt Reg and the, and the AAA gaming community or gaming industry as a whole is that it, it puts people on this hype train and they buy promises mm-hmm. with that hype train. And uh, so like these 40-minute directs and stuff, uh, because they can, like right now, 
I, you know, this is what I've been saying to all my friends who have been asking me about this. You know, right now I could sit here for 40 minutes and tell you about a game. And mm -hmm. I know everything about you enough to get you the most hyped for that game. And then I can tell you, you just have to give me $60 now. I don't yeah. have to deliver on that game. You know what I mean? Like, that's the gaming industry. They don't have to deliver on that game. They don't ever have to give you your money back. They just have to make those promises. It's one of the things that I don't like about directs like this and directs in general when they're these big, huge things. Like, give us a trailer, yeah. give us a gameplay trailer, then just shut up about the game until it comes out. Because you are... And you've, they've created this culture where you're you're just buying promises without actual like substance or um, quantity or a product. Um, so that's the only thing I'm going to disagree with you on. Uh, that being said, I am completely in agreement with the whole what's happened. I mean, the other thing you said is it checks a lot of boxes. It checks too many boxes. I, I've been in games. That's true. Yeah, I've been in games too long, too long. To not go ahead and look at this and have to ask the question how, like, yeah. like let's 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 boil down everything they promised with that forty. And I watched the whole forty-minute gameplay mm -hmm. thing. Okay, because we're covering this because it's kind of the big. Everybody says the big hitching point for for Xbox. Uh, they promised a thousand plus planets that are not just empty worlds. They have they mm -hmm. promised in that show seven different big cities you can go through. They promised multiple different factions that you can join with their own personality. They promised capital ships that you can completely build from the ground up, uh, piece by piece, which actually changes the efficiency of how the ship itself runs and moves. They have promised procedurally generated NPCs that you can hire and potentially romance. They have promised NPCs that you can romance uh, and get onto your ship. They have promised fully crewable flagships. Uh, they have also promised multiple different ways to go at combat, which is to be expected. Alien species that attack you, but you can also tame as pets. Uh, like, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is Cyberpunk 2077. And, yeah. and, and what I say to everybody is I'm like, is every, if everything they've said is actually in the game, the way they presented it in this 40-minute trailer, it's going to be the last game I ever play. It'll be the greatest game ever made. And I would love to eat my words on that. I will be happy to be wrong if I am wrong. But Cyberpunk 2077 came out, and they had just a little bit of everything they had in those trailers. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. like, oh... You can romance anybody. Eh, you can romance four people. Oh, there'll be uh, there'll be there'll be gunfights with cops. Uh, the cops will just kind of be there. You know, uh, aside from the technical issues, uh, there was a lot of promises made that were half promises. This reminds me of that. Oh, they also promised space magic. We forgot about that. That's also in there. Boarding and space combat, full space combat and boarding of other ships. You see, you see where I'm going with yeah, this, right? Like, it's absolutely. just so, it's a laundry list of promises to the point where, like, most people are like, they're definitely getting my money. I'm on that hype train. I'm taking it all the way to the station. And I'm sitting here like, okay, they can't, how are they going to deliver all this to us? How are they going to present all of this to us in a working fashion? I mean, and it not, and it be workable on your computer. I mean, 
granted it's already eating up a ton of space and we're gonna have what the the whole thing is the 30 frames per second is a big deal with them honestly i don't give a shit about the 30 frames per second i know a lot of outrages on the 30 frames per second that doesn't matter to me graphics don't really matter to me i don't really give a shit because 30 frames in 60 is barely perceptible to the human eye so like it's not something that it's really gonna bug me at all what's gonna bug me is when when a thousand plus planets becomes a thousand plus planets but you could just kind of land on it and walk around uh oh you can you can romance you have all these procedurally generated characters that you can romance it's three different procedurally generated characters that complete that come back even more you know like that kind of stuff is what's going to bother me. When we get half-truths or not full deliverances of the promises that they've made with this Direct. And that's the thing that I'm really scared about on this one. Which yeah. is going to be, which is gonna be a, a, a theme going forward through everything we discuss here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also am not like... I don't know. I don't know why it irked me so much, but when they kind of broke into the middle of the showcase and was like, "Oh, by the way, there's a special like edition watch too that you can have." Oh yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, in the part of the show where it's strictly dedicated to us finding out <laughs> things, even if it's half of it's going to be a lie, even if it's just like you know. This is what this is for. Oh, by the way, don't forget, there's more shit to buy as yeah, well. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah. That, of course, came with, like, four-day early access or some mm -hmm. shit to the game, which that's the new thing that I can't stand because uh, yeah. four-day early access, so the game is ready ahead of time and you're intentionally holding it. Yeah, unless people pay you more money, it's that, the, that's it's, it's the, sickening. It's, it's basically the same as day one DLC. It's just a different way to do day one DLC. Like, yeah, uh, I agree with you on all of those points. I think that like overall, the direct was very well put together. It was, it did exactly what it was trying to do, which was get people hyped. It's just I'm too cynical to look at that and go. That's gonna be that. That's gonna be what they've said. That's gonna be. And I want to say this again. And I said this to my friends when I was talking to them. I hope I'm wrong. I always hope I'm wrong when I'm being negative about something. I love games. I love gaming. I don't want to be right about a game being shitty or lying to you. I don't want to be right about that. It's just right now. I can't believe this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I think overall it was it was still, like I said, a good show. I do want to say transition-wise into the Xbox overall show, yeah. something that really pissed me off about the Xbox show is that we were promised the day prior to it that there would be absolutely no CG trailers and no trailers with movies in place of gameplay all the trailers would have gameplay to everybody out there who thinks that that fable trailer had real gameplay that you can play it doesn't and i there know was... that the art director went on fucking twitter and said oh <laughs> thank you for this because if it's that good no those were vertical slices listen halo 2 
had a demo, none of that shit ended up in the game, okay? It was playable for 10 minutes as long as you moved from point A to point B in the right way, but, like, that scene didn't even end up in the game. That's what this fable was. That's what this trailer was. So, yeah, with that, too, like, that was the one thing that I went... Because they opened the show with Fable. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like it, there's some things, like, it, this was one of those situations to where they were like, we know you're going to ask about it. Here it is. Get yeah. it out of the way now. Uh, that's how it was kind of presented. Um, but, yeah, that very brief moment of gameplay that they showed, like you said, is vertical slice. And if you notice, there was zero UI on that. Yeah. So that yeah. very much reads at very early build and it claimed, what was it, next year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember when it was supposed to come out, what was it, two years ago? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a lot uh, of things that claimed next year and a lot of things that were a vertical slice. In Exile had their first non-strategy game that uh, Clockwork... Uh, yeah. I can't remember what the title was. I know I'm saying it wrong. That was a vertical slice, too. Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah, but it was a vertical slice. You didn't really yeah. see any game. There was no UI there. There's not. That's not gameplay. That's a vertical slice. That means somebody created a little section that's kind of like what it will look like when they're playing. That is not actually the game. Um, and I, I felt really screwed over by that because I, I didn't like that they did that whole... And if they hadn't done the Twitter thing... In the beginning, and just showed the show, I would have been like, "All right." It would have been a bit better, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that like that really frustrated me uh, from that overall. And and I do want to say on the whole summer games fest, I feel like you should be very happy. I mean, everything's very circular in gaming, uh, and it it definitely seems like everything's going back to very narrative driven story yeah. cinematic stuff which is much more up your alley which is great for you i will say summer of game fest did very little for me because there was nothing for me as a as a as a player basically there was there was starfield which i said i i'm having a hard time believing is there there was two other games that got me very excited um but uh and we'll talk about them but uh Almost everything out there was kind of like, oh my god, more, this is more cutscenes. This is more narrative stuff, you know. And I, I didn't see a whole lot of stuff that would. I didn't see a whole lot of procedural generation. I didn't see a whole lot of super, you know, customization out there. I didn't. I saw a lot of like very narrative driven stuff. Uh, so yeah. So if, just and that's a personal thing for me. Uh, it wasn't this. This show did not have a lot for me on it. Any of them really. Um, so I think the one thing we can like kind of touch on really quick too, that wasn't like game, but more so I guess console related was the update to the series S, oh, yeah. which is, uh, what they should have done in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, the series S now comes in black, but it comes with a terabyte of internal storage and instead of the 512 uh, that the Series S had before. Um, so, and it's an extra $50. Um, if if which, I was anybody who bought one of those Series S's, I would be pissed. I'd be yeah, like, why I mean, can't I get a rebate on mine? Because we, 
Yes, a rebate on like the expandable storage because mm -hmm. we have talked about this at length before yeah. the Series X and, and S came out. For the size of games and mm -hmm. everything, after you bought that proprietary storage expansion that they have you buy, to get yourself to the one terabyte that you get standard with the series x anyways you only have to shell out an extra what was it something like dumb like an extra 50 dollars mm -hmm. and you get an, a vastly superior system yep. specs wise and has a, a disk drive yep. on it as well yeah. um this is fixing a problem that microsoft themselves created yeah um, and not fixing it well enough for the average consumer, in my opinion. Exactly. I mean, you released a digital um, system with only 512 gigabytes of storage, and that's just ridiculous. And I mean, Starfield is 125 gigabytes by itself. Is the operating system. Well, yeah, 100 well, some yeah. gigabytes for the operating system alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I don't think it was enough uh, consumer forward, in my opinion, Yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, Trying to think here. What uh, some other games that come to mind? Uh, I'll tell you one that uh, I did not expect. Uh, it wasn't what I was hoping for, but it's still all right to me, I guess. The uh, the new Sonic game, uh, Sonic yeah. Superstars. Yeah, that looks really cool, uh, yeah. and that's that's had nothing but nice words. Um, mm -hmm. The Ubisoft Forward was a nightmare. Um, I did not watch the forward, but uh, you want to talk about the Prince of Persia thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I So you announced the remake of the original Prince of Persia Sands of Time, a classic game. <laughs> you, you gave everybody their pre-order back but said it's still coming, and then you released the Prince of Persia game. What? That's side-scrolling. That starts over... I. I don't know. I, I was very unhappy with that whole thing. But but this is another thing with Ubisoft. Ubisoft doesn't make games. They just do trailers. They just do trailers. They just do trailers. Like, that's it. Like, like the, the whole Star Wars uh, Outlaw game. Which... Yeah. That was another one that kind of pissed me off. Um, because, A, there's a whole CG trailer. And everybody's speculating about it. But we don't know what that game's going to be. But it's Ubisoft, too. How many games has Ubisoft promised now that they're not delivering on? Like, we're, yeah. we're up to, like, 15 games that we we have coming, but nothing is actually coming out. It just keeps getting pushed back in the new trailers. Evident by the Prince of Persia, they just replaced that with a different one that's not coming till next year. Uh, the, the... <laughs> then Black... <laughs> uh, uh, then Skull and Bones. Um, Skull and Bones... And what's even worse is I'm still, uh, well, I'm still in a Discord for a thing that I can't say that I participated in. Um, <clears throat> and they were like, hey, everybody. Boy, you have the weakest legal argument. Oh, I do. <laughs> They'd sue me, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 burrs. Um, they announced, uh, definitely watch. We've got big news coming, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it opened the show. It opened the Ubisoft Forward show. Do you know what it opened it for? Another closed beta. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Um, what are we doing with that game? Like, wh why would we be excited for that? Uh, and it, and, and, and hypothetically, if somebody was or was not in many of the closed betas before, uh, that person may or may not have started that game three different times. 
That person doesn't want to start the game again. Doesn't want to play through the tutorial mission a fourth fucking time. Uh, definitely doesn't want to until the game's out. Um, <laughs> the get just release the game. Just release it. It do like it. It is what it is. Just fucking release it or don't or never release it. But like another closed beta is absolutely mental to me. Um, I honestly, ahead. at this point, Skull and Bones was never going to be a game for me. Mm. That said, I feel like I, I almost feel in my soul that I need to play the game <laughs> to just see what these the years of development and the multitude of delays and all of the shenanigans that have gone on to see what that just pans out to be. I, I need to know. I really, truthfully, need to know at this point. You know what bothers me the most about Skull and Bones, and what bothers me about a lot of things. When I was on that podcast, it was, everybody was talking about microtransactions. I don't hate micro microtransactions. I don't hate them in their concept. Uh, what I hate, what I hate, I'm going to be very clear about this, is double dipping. That's the problem yeah. I have. It's not if your game's free to play. Jam that fucker with up. a battle Do pass. Do it up. <laughs> Just put all the fucking shit in there. I don't care because I'm going to get to play it for free. Mm -hmm. So if I want that extra experience, I have to pay for it. And I get that. If it's a $70 game, yeah, I don't want that shit. Uh, this game is, I, and I can say this 100%, this game is going to be $70 fucking dollars after all this time. And it's going to be a $70 free-to-play game. Like, that is what this is going to be, uh, and that's the problem that I have. Like, if this game came out free-to-play, not only that, the other thing about free-to-play is <laughs> when a game isn't perfect, right, and you release it as a free-to-play, it gets leeway with its fan base, with the other people playing it. It gets like a, okay, it's free-to-play. They're working on it. They're, they're constantly working on it because it's free-to-play. That's fine. It gets that little bit of a... Uh, 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 wiggle room on people's perception you know what i mean like you get what i'm saying right like it's yeah. like okay there's a couple of things in here that isn't great but it's free to play i get to play it for free yeah when you release a 70 dollar experience it has to be a 70 dollar experience mm -hmm. it's not providing a 70 dollar experience i don't think i don't think it's gonna anyway based on nothing previous of what i've said or experienced but <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's worth $70. Uh, I definitely don't think that you're going to get people hyped for that game by announcing another fucking beta. I don't think that that is going to get people excited, okay? Nothing um, nothing outside of a shadow drop at this point mm. is going to get people excited for it. Yeah, I agree with that. But you can't shadow drop a $70 game, you know? Right, um, that's the thing. If they shadow dropped it at free-to-play or... Or I, at this point, if they wanted to rationalize charging something, thirty dollars. Yeah, twenty, thirty. I'd I'd potentially yeah. jump on for that. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like that. That's the only way I think at this point that they can drum up the excitement for it. They yeah. cannot come in here after all this time. It's just like the uh, how you guys were talking about Bloodline. Uh, the the was it Bloodlines? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire. The Vampire, vampire Masquerade mm -hmm. thing. To where like. People already paid for it ahead of time <laughs> and are expecting a certain amount for that game uh, to then turn around and have it be something else. Like, 
for the weight being the way it is for the weight being the way that it is for this game it's and it's not something that's like a final fantasy uh you know like a big incoming thing like a heavy heavy ass hitting game yeah. It's a new IP that's effectively a spin-off slash spiritual successor to an Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. uh, mini game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that it's a uh, uh, very very strange, very strange how they decided to open it and a lot of the stuff they announced there. Um, the Star Wars thing kind of falls into the narrative thing. I'm sick of playing. A character. I, I don't want to play a character. I want character customization. I want uh, I, I want authority over my character that I play. Um, look, and like I said, I've said this on other podcasts, I think Nathan Drake's a really cool character. I don't want to play Nathan Drake anymore. I want to play a character I create in Nathan Drake's world. And I, I don't... Yeah. We th- None of the games coming out <laughs> are that. Like, there's very few of them coming out that, like, have that in them. Uh, and that's just... I, and that's fine, because there are people who like that. Uh, it's just this show wasn't really for me or my type of player. Uh, I do yeah. want to talk about two games that I was excited for, unless you had something specifically you wanted to know. I was just going to say, it's funny you bring up Nathan oh, Drake, because it. when I was watching that Star Wars Outlaws, I'm like... <laughs> This is definitely uh, <laughs> this is definitely uncharted Star Wars, and I'm totally there for it. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, like you know, as we've been talking about here, it's like sure it was presented as such, but we'll see what the end result winds up being. If there is an end result, Ubisoft has only made promises for about two years, so That's true. I don't I don't know what what That's they're doing. That's true. We got twelve games in the. Uh, in the irons from Ubisoft, and nothing, no concrete release dates anywhere yeah. to be found. Their last game that they released uh, that was AAA was Riders Republic. Like, they, they haven't released a AAA game in this year. Just wild to think yeah. about. It's absolutely wild to think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, uh, the Mario and Rabbids would be oh, the last yeah. Ubisoft, but, but like, I that's, a really, that. that's, yeah. that's really technical. Yeah, yeah. that's. Just yeah, it's an Ubisoft one. game, but like it's it's a Mario game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's switch to like what we're excited for. I have two games yeah. that I'm very excited for. Um, I, I want to guess one of them. Go for it, because I don't think is you will. it is it that thirty three souls or whatever it is. No, it's one not. of them. No. 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 Oh, okay. That looked fine. It, it really didn't do it for me though. Uh, what really did do it for me is Towerborn. Uh, everybody out there should check out Towerborn. I even watched the extended trailer on Towerborn. It was part of the Xbox sh- showcase. Uh, and I don't remember that amazing. one. So here's what it is, and it's basically something I've been asking for and talking about. I even pitched it in Horrible Arenas a couple of times, not in this manner, but it is 2D side-scrolling uh, uh, beat-em-up, right? It's created mm. by the Banner Saga guys, which is kind of crazy because they've only done CRPGs before this. Uh, but it's it's 2D side-scrolling beat 'em up, um, but it's a games of service. Uh, it's couch co-op and co-op, uh, and what you do is uh, you are on a, a tower that's the last bastion of humanity, and then you go out into different sections of the world to fight through those sections of the world to free them from the monsters that are taking everything over, and you collect stuff to craft weapons to then equip your character with uh and that changes the way your character fights 
It changes the way your weapon is used. It changes the way your armor is used. You can also, there's also going to be action RPG elements where you kind of level up and you have like a build sort of thing to it. Uh, and yeah, it's they've said that it's going to be a full games of service. They weren't. What I really liked is they weren't shy about just saying what it was in their trailer, but they're going to update it regularly with like uh, different shifting. Um, seasons and the world itself will shift and change as you kind of like move through it and fight through it uh there's going to be a lot of procedural generation a lot of character customization there um and it's a 2d brawler so this this game is something zach has been waiting for basically his entire life like uh you create a character and you go into in a 2d brawler and you get to like level up and play it infinitely i'm super excited for this game i urge anybody to check it out because it's just just looks like so much fun. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely may have only been half paying attention because we did have some time on vacation. So we did yeah. just kind of watch that in the yeah. room. Uh, so that one, I may have just missed that. They they had the trailer in the showcase and then they uh, it was just a small trailer. And then the next day, I think the day after that, they did this like extended thing as part of Summer's Game Fest where like, they kind of did more deep dives and there's like a three minute deep dive on it where they, they talk about it. I'll send it to you after we're done. It just looks, looks like so much fun. It's from a, an indie developer. I mean, they're not anymore cause they're with Xbox, but uh, a, a more indie developer. So it's going to be something that they can work on. And, and I, I've been saying this for a while. I think games as service should stop trying to leverage like high graphics and technology and and go back to like older games because those things are easier to update they're easier to like change on the fly they're easier to like uh make those changes to them quickly and i think games as service lives and dies on the service part on the fact yeah. that they're that you know they're bringing more to the game there's more stuff to do constantly it's so much easier to do that with a cell shaded kind of sprite-based brawler than, like, some massive 3D super graphic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of companies, if you're going to do games of service, should go this route. Uh, but it, it, that I'm really excited for. Um, the other one I'm excited for is Avowed. I was not expecting to see it here. Yeah, that was... I think that was another one of the uh, prizes yeah. of the show is... I mean, we were, it was just a matter of time before it was going to show up again. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely. Well, uh, you and I had thought, had surmised that it might have been uh, yeah. Shadow Shit Canned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of Bethesda Purchase. Uh, we hadn't seen anything since that small announced trailer. Um, and, uh, and like, we both kind of thought that, like, once they bought Bethesda, they're not going to let that company make. Make, uh, make a yeah, an Elder yeah. Scrolls better than Elder Scrolls, but looks like they did. Uh, basically, I also watched the extended look on it, and basically that game, they she even kind of said it's going to be kind of outer worlds in the Pillars of Eternity uh, universe. So it's kind of cool. It, it what's interesting too is, and I didn't realize this until after the extended part. This game is actually a follow up to the the strategy game. The, the Pillars of Eternity and Deadfire. Uh, this is actually kind of a follow-up to that. It happens in the same universe, even though it's a, a first-person whatever, you know? Yeah, I need to take a look at that extended look because uh, I only watched what was at the show. Yeah, the presented, uh, yeah. Of that, yeah. Um, 
it, it definitely... I, I was expecting it to be more of a copycat yeah. of Skyrim than it was, yeah. but I think that that's actually better that they decided to do their own thing. Because I feel like, especially at this point, it would feel more like uh, shameless now that Microsoft owns them to then like try to do a direct copy of yeah. an Elder Scrolls. And in fairness, Outer Worlds isn't really a direct copy of Fallout. No, like, yeah, it's, that's, it, it's, it's its own thing. When yeah. we say Outer Worlds did Fallout better than Fallout, it's because they did something different than what Fallout did in a lot of ways. And I think that yeah. Avowed can do that. I think Avowed can still be Elder Scrolls better than Elder Scrolls, just in its own way. Um, mm -hmm. I'm still surprised to see Avowed. I was also surprised that it wasn't coming sooner than they said. That's also true, too. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, yet again, when they first teased Avowed, I think it was set for 2022? It, they, um, I don't remember if they set a date on that, but they I definitely teased it a long time ago. So. Yeah, it has been teased for a while now. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of surprised too that it's it's still taking another year. But more power to them. Take the time. They haven't set a date. I'm fine. Um, oh, those were the ones I was excited for. That was that was the only things that really got my blood going. What were you? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it was definitely like I I feel like Starfield was one of those that I when it first showed up I was like. <gasps> But I was like, wait, no, I can't <laughs> because I can't trust them. Right. And right. Uh, that's exactly Fable, how I, was I think just because we saw something of Fable, um, while I very much am not anticipating it to one come out in 2024, I'm sure we're going to have a delay of some sort. Or if it does come out in 2024, it's going to be late holiday 2024. Right. Um, or it'll be pushed to 25. Um, I think that there is going to be something that I will be more excited for. I feel like it was more of a release to see Fable than uh, a hype thing mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, we had seen the initial teaser years ago. It was supposed to come out in, I think it was 2021. We heard nothing we're now in 2023, and then, like, months ago, we kept getting these these little teases from, what was it, from Matt Booty. Like, oh, man, I wish, I wish I could, I just wish I could show you Fable, but I can't. And right. it's just like, why, why not? Right. <laughs> like, you're right. the guy. Who, you're the guy. Who, you're the guy. So, I mean, you show make the, the decision. Thing. Yeah. So, show the thing. Uh, even if it's in, even, what, here's. Just an aside, which this just thought just popped into my head. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they won't show us like in development, like while they're actively making the game. Like they want to sit there and tell us and talk to us about the stuff, but they're so scared to show us anything because like, oh, we don't want expectations to be a certain way. Fine. Show us wireframes. Show us models. Show us somebody or working on the game and saying this is what I am working on currently. Or don't talk about it at all. Caveat. Yeah, huh? yeah. Or don't talk like, about it at all. Like, like you. Or they, yeah, just shut up entirely yeah. until it's like almost ready to go slash for realsies like a year out. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that's a uh, uh, that's a big bummer. 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hate that. I, I hate the they gotta put you on a hype train so early, yeah. um, without actually giving you anything. Uh, and that that leads into like they really like to let your uh, to let your imagination, uh, they let the consumer's imagination build a better game, so that you'll buy something just thinking something's in the game, even though it's not. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and it's funny too. Like anything that's not a new IP, you don't have to tease it forever in advance. Mm. You know, like it, it, there's there's no need for like. I mean, I guess Fable, it, maybe now would have been the time that they should have made the announcement for Fable instead yeah. of, you know, years ago. Yeah. But, you know, that's a different thing. But, like, we don't need teasers or in-development announcements yeah. for shit that we basically know. Like, back when Tears of the Kingdom got uh, first announced, the just Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, now in development. We right. don't need an announcement that, that you're starting to work on something. Right, right, right. Um, there was another one that kind of did that uh, during the Summer Games Fest, and this is another game I'm kind of interested in, especially since I've been getting more into the like strategy stuff. Uh, but Star Trek Infinite was announced by Paradox. Uh, Paradox makes a... They're a publisher that makes tons of strategy games. Stellaris... Planetfall, Age of Wonders 4, you know, all the big, you know, ones that they make. They're doing Star Trek games, Star Trek Infinite. Uh, but they did, like, a teaser trailer, and then they said, we're going to show you more on June 16th. Why? Why are you waiting that long? I mean, obviously it's already happened. I don't, I haven't watched the, the second up, but why not just put it there? Uh, it's, it's so weird when they do, like, a trailer for a trailer for a trailer. Yeah. It's so strange. It's so strange. Um, yeah, they just, I think they buy into a section of, like, the show. Like, Keeley's just there signing people up for time slots. Yeah, yeah, um, that's exactly Because, right. I, I, honestly, I think at this point now, like, we're almost completely out of the quote-unquote summer game season. The only one who hasn't done anything yet, uh, which there's now rumors that sometime this coming week here... This coming week or next week, Nintendo is going to have yeah. their coming this holiday season show, which they like to go super last because they just don't want to be associated with any of the main uh, gaming stuff. Yeah, for some reason. they've always been that way. They've uh, always uh, been that way. Outside of that, I mean, overall, uh, it, since we've kind of, I feel like we're kind of coming to a close on all this. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was it was a fine show, like fine as in. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Uh, I there was nothing that was like blowing the roof off of anything, but it wasn't a complete entire disappointment. It was about as tepid as I expected. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, oh, that's the wrong thing. I just sent you the oh. wrong thing. That's not the right. Okay. Thing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why it didn't copy the thing I told it to copy, but uh, for whatever reason it didn't. Uh, I don't know. Copy the link, dude. Uh, 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 barf, 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 barf. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, did that copy? It didn't copy. What? What is happening with my computer right now? Just okay. Did it copy that time? No. 
No? Okay, I'll send it to you in a second. Um, okay. <laughs> in any case, yeah, uh, there was a lot of other stuff announced. Uh, was there anything else that got you excited at all, or are we done uh, with the show? I, I, <laughs> that is that is the most blah ending <laughs> for the show ever. Well, but, yeah. we'll do plugs and stuff. We'll yeah, and stuff. yeah, no, I, I think that was... Uh, I think that was pretty well it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed talking about this more so than having to go through the entire whole fuck ass list like we normally do for yeah. these sorts of shows. And and the problem is, is so many of these shows are like side shows that are going on at the same time mm. and in the background, and you never know. But uh, but yeah. All right. Well, we're we're done. We're gonna get this sucker done early. Happy Father's Day to me. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with the uh, obligatory self promotion. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, anything you want to plug? I I mean, a maybe plug? Because I I think we kind of have to figure out what's going on with it yet at this point. Uh, The... uh, the Redfall Down. Uh, we've, I'm pretty sure we've gone through all the episodes at this point. Yeah, we actually uh, I can't remember have an episode if we, this week. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it or not. Because of when we recorded uh, those initial episodes and the timing of everything, it just so happens that we ran out when vacations yeah. all uh, yeah. happened so yeah, yeah we were we, gonna we, record again and then shit happened that the, day. The stuff, yeah, yeah occurred and i just could not i i had a family emergency actually that i i could not avoid uh not recording that night and it was literally the only night before everybody went out of town yeah. so uh i we're probably gonna do more um mm-hmm. Because people watched it. I was going to say, yeah, last I heard, God damn it, people, people watched actually it. watched it. So. I'm, so, I'm, I'm so mad people watched it. Like not, <laughs> And again, I just want to wanna really clarify. I love playing with you and Kayla. I love playing with you and Kayla. Just this game is a real... Anybody who's watched the show back can say this game is a real struggle for me to play. Because it is broken as fuck and what from what i heard they actually did an update and it somehow broke yeah. the game more yeah. which i didn't think they were ever going to do another update an, yeah i did the, i i did install the update if i remember correctly it was like 1.6 gig yeah and i was uh, like but oh I did it's gonna be fixed finally sense nope we got 68 <laughs> 68 views on the third episode oh my uh, yeah which is uh which is a big beefy bitch we got 24 on the second one and then the first episode i think was the lowest if i could find it was 13 but 68 on that third one so yeah we're definitely gonna record more uh thanks everybody for picking that (laughs) one to watch um again i love playing with you and kayla kayla i know she listens to this show i don't want her to think that like i don't like playing with you guys you guys are the only reasons it's even bearable but the fact that that thing still (laughs) takes up space on my hard drive hurts me to no end um yeah we're gonna record more i'm not exactly sure where when the next episode might be up this Saturday. I was going to uh, say, I'm sure this is a conversation we're going to have after we finish the we're definitely going to have this conversation <laughs> after we finish the podcast. But yeah, there will be more episodes. Um, and if it's up to Saturday, we actually only missed one week. So that's, uh, uh, that's not that's, too bad. That's not too bad. Uh, all right. So for me, to plug away. Uh, 
you guys have been great watchers. Just great watchers. Uh, our game stuff gets a lot of programming. Uh, Old Man General Manager is still trucking along, man. I can't believe that I'm in Season 2 of that and it's still getting the numbers that it gets. Prelude to Divorce every Sunday. Obviously, Redfall Down will be coming back. Neil already plugged that. I need to do some more game streaming, but like I said, I had to cut back for some personal time. Um, I promise I'll get some game streams up here sometime in the near future. As far as the TTRPG stuff, I please, please, please urge you on Mondays at 1 p.m. or watch it in the back end. Uh, I am now doing it alone, but I'm playing my wrestling game, my solo uh, wrestling promoter simulation journaling game. It's a lot of fun. Basically, if you want me to basically tell you a story of a wrestling show, that's what that show is. It's a lot of fun. I listen to some music and I just play it. And if you enjoy it, you can purchase it at drivethroughgames.com. Just go into the search bar, type in getting over, and it's only $4, people. Only $4. Just four. Four smackaroos. Hey, Zach, don't you have any other <clears throat> wrestling-based games available for purchase? I do. Upper hand. It is uh, much more expensive. But yeah, if that interests you, you can buy <laughs> that as well. There's demos of that on this channel. Uh, we're also playing Astral Drive uh, every other Wednesday. Uh, so next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, uh, which you guys have been watching. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. Myself, Phil Billy, and Wizard Trespite, and Aether Dios. Uh, do this game that is coming out from my company that's not out yet. We're kind of live playtesting the system in front of you guys, basically. Uh, while telling a story. It's still a cohesive story. Uh, and then the last TTRPG I want to promote is uh, we are going to start doing a once-a-month Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness game because we, uh, we did it in... Uh, me and Wizard did it one-on-one, -on -one and we just couldn't get enough of it. We invited Phil Billy along for the ride. I'm going to be running some supplements that were written in the 80s, uh, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, please check that out. The premiere – well, not really the premiere episode. There's, I mean, I've kind of shifted around some playlists. So, you can actually watch from the beginning uh, the TMNT and other strangeness thing. It is a new playlist on here. You can watch Wizard Create a Character. Two episodes of just Wiz. Uh, and then the episode this week will be uh, when we add Phil Billy. And uh, it's a lot of fun, but you can pick up right here. You won't miss anything. Uh, please check that out. Uh, really, really excited to just play a role-playing game for fun on stream instead of worry about it being my role-playing game or something I'm going to publish in the future. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. Uh, check out everything else this channel has to offer, please. Um, you can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. Links in the description below. Influences and all of our shows from there. Again, please also check out William Ho Uwen's channel. He's great channel, but I was also on his podcast this last Friday. I talked a lot about Neil. Not going to say what because he's going to have to listen to it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, episode 12, and it was not the fuck podcast. So yeah. All right, everybody. As long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. See you guys next time. Hello back. Hello back. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, how was your vacation, sir? It was wonderful. That's good. We spent uh, every single morning at the beach. In fact, two of the mornings we got up because we stayed right on the ocean. Um, we woke up at 6 to watch the sun come up over the ocean, which was oh, really nice. That's a winner. That's a winner mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, I've had those vacations. Um, They're wonderful. Oh, yeah.
found all manner of uh, sea life. <laughs> uh, in fact, I actually like caught uh, caught like clams and stuff. It was really weird. Um, That's awesome. And we went to Dick's Last Resort, which was interesting. What's Dick's Last Resort? Is that the one so where they're Dick, mean to you on purpose? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. They aren't as bad, uh, or at least it wasn't as bad when we went there. Um, that said, like, they do some stuff like it was a table of, it was 12 of us total because we went with the family. And uh, we got uh, we got there and we ordered our food. And when they brought it all out, the food runner came out with this whole huge tray and looked across the whole table. He's like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing this. And just dropped it in the middle of the table. He's <laughs> just figured out your fucking selves and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Which is man. great because I feel like that's what like they all naturally want to say anyways. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I have to know how was the cantina. I sent you pictures, right? I saw the yeah, we, we saw the pictures. I was hyped for the pictures. So so let me tell you something crazy about Tennessee. Um that I don't think you'll believe, but is true. All the food there is better. All of it. The the fast huh. food food, the normal food, and I don't know exactly why, but like prime story, right? So day two, uh, we get down there. Because uh, we get down there on the first day around like six or seven. We just decided to swim in the pool, veg out, not try to do anything crazy. Next yeah. day, we decided to go out for breakfast. Uh, so we wanted like like a breakfast joint down there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we could experience the breakfast in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we find a place, we go to it. It's closed, even though it said it was going to be open on Google. So shit. So we find another place across town. We go over there. That place only accepts checks or cash. We specifically didn't take those. We were going to put it all on credit card. So, oh, and that's another thing. If you're going to Tennessee, take cash. So many of those places don't take credit cards. <laughs> and don't, it's like either take checks or cash. It's crazy. But uh, uh, so then we're trying to find another breakfast place. We end up at a Cracker Barrel, which is disheartening. But we had to find a place because by this point, we're just starving. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we've driven back and forth across town. We're just starving. We're hungry. We just need to eat. So we're like, well, there's Cracker Barrel. All right, we'll just go to a Cracker Barrel, eat Cracker Barrel food. This only stayed sad for about 10 seconds because the Cracker Barrel food, first of all, have you ever been to a Cracker Barrel? Oh, I love Cracker Barrel. Have they ever brought you biscuits to the table? Not no, a, only not a I, fucking no. chance. They brought us fresh biscuits right off the bat with our menu, which were, I, I'm telling you right now, I have never had a better biscuit. Never. They were the most flaky but still moist, delicious biscuits I have ever eaten. Some of that might be hunger, but just the fact that they brought them. So they give us these biscuits, unlimited refills on the biscuits. Every table gets them. They bring us the food. Food's amazing. The service was great. Like, it was just phenomenal. Uh, we went to, uh, yeah, we went to a Whataburger. I don't know if you've ever been to a Whataburger. I've heard it's, of it. It was amazing. It was the best fast food joint I've ever been to. Burger joint, anyway. We went there three times on our vacation because it was just that good. It was a fast food place. Uh, the Taco Bell was way better. Everything we ate down there just tasted so much better than up here. It was better quality. You know what it is? The food's not tainted with the Ohio sadness. It's it's possible. Can I tell you something else that's crazy? <laughs> uh, since we're getting into my vacation. Um, 
I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm gonna put this up with the dicks thing at the as a mm-hmm. bonus, and then they'll have both of our a little bit of our vacation. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, so, okay. So first of all, everyone's nice there. I mean, everybody's nice in the service. We never met one person who was mean to us. They were super nice, super kind. In fact, I got pink eye on Friday, the the day we were coming home, of course, right? Uh, So I end up at an urgent care center. Super nice people, in and out. The nicest people that you will ever meet. To the point where they called me four days later after we were home to make sure my pink eye had cleared up. (laughs) Never had a doctor do that. That being said, though, driving in Nashville is Mad Max all the time. Everybody's oh, insane. Geez. They're crazy. I mean, levels of crazy I've never seen. The road systems are terrible. Potholes everywhere. Debris everywhere. I don't know what their <coughs> management system is doing, but like, it's witnessed me everywhere. So I just have this theory <laughs> that like... Everybody's super nice everywhere else, and they just take it all out when they get into the car. Just like everything, all the rage, anything that's any, like it's like it's like they take out all their rage on the roads, all all the rage on the roads. But yes, Cantina Taco Bell was amazing, absolutely amazing. Did they have anything like unique there, or was it just like a Taco Bell but in a fancy building? It was a Taco Bell in a fancy building. Um, with a, with like a sound stage and stuff. No, they had alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I saw so that. In the I pictures. got they had like Modelo and stuff. I got a Baja Breeze margarita. Mm. Oh my god, Neil! It was it was fucking heaven. Sounds delicious. It was so fucking good, so fucking good, like just delicious. Yeah, they have a full margarita bar in that Taco Bell, which is pretty cool. Oh, the employees there. Not uh. super thrilled about how thrilled I was, though. As, <laughs> as nice as they were and happy, I'm like, can I take a picture with you? She's like, I, I work at a Taco Bell. Can we? What are you doing, man? What are you doing? I was just so happy. I'm like, this is the coolest restaurant ever. I love Taco Bell. I've always wanted to come here. We're from Ohio. I came down here for that. And she's like, that's so wonderful. What What do you want on your freaking, like, do you, what do you want? You nacho fries? Like, Okay. Like, it was, it was kind of hysterical. Um, all right. So let's get into this talking point. <laughs> this poor <coughs> poor girl behind the register was probably oh. minimum wage. Yeah. What do you, what do you want yeah. from me? Yeah. That's the other thing that's cool about Nashville, man. We went, we, we drove through it on Sunday, couldn't find parking, so we decided to go back during the week. And I, being from Ohio in a normal place, was just like, there's no, we wanted to see live music in Nashville. There's no way they're going to have live music on like a 1245 in the middle of a day on a Wednesday. Live music 24 seven on that main strip. Every bar in Nashville has live music going all the time, nonstop. Somebody gets down 15 minutes later, somebody's up talking to you and singing. It was kind of crazy. We even went to, to a bar with this, because I heard this harmonica while we were walking around, uh, and Melissa was like, I was like, well, let's go in there. And I went in there, and it was just one old woman, the bartender, and us, and uh, and this guy playing. So he just started talking to us and asking us questions. We got to request songs. And then when he was done, he came over and hung out with us. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's on Spotify. If this makes it onto the show, his name is Trevor Toms. Uh, 
check him out. He's uh, it was it was really cool. He was really friendly. So like, it was a really cool experience. Um, all right, that's awesome. 